Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! And welcome. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. I am Joe Galita, and I'm joined by my buddy George Kurtz. George, what's going on? Not much, Mr. Galena. Getting ready for a nice, uh, I hope it's an exciting sports day. I understand you might have had a big day yesterday. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was my birthday, if that's what you're referring to. It is indeed. Uh, yeah, it is yeah, indeed. Yeah. yeah, appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, yeah, I had a nice day, you know. Uh, started uh, with a, uh, a a brunch on a, on a Friday. There's a place called Project Brunch on Staten Island that we've been meaning to go to. Uh, my wife and daughter uh, went, uh, had a nice uh, breakfast, came home, took a nap, which is, hey, it's my birthday. I could take a nap, right? And then Listen, uh, I, don't, I don't need it to be my birthday to take a nap. <laughs> Say that right now. Naps are the key to life. There you go. Yeah, then we had had headed out to the uh, Jersey Shore. Uh, spent a couple hours just sitting on the beach, uh, close to the uh, close to the waves. I, I, I'm a I like sitting by the water, not even necessarily being in it, George, but just like hearing the crash of the waves. I don't know about you. I like to be in the water. Uh, I'm a water guy. I do like mm-hmm. to be in the water. So mm-hmm. I don't I, listen. I would have gone in the water yesterday. The water's still a little little cold. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, they but, said it was like 60. I didn't go in, but uh, they said it was like 60 degrees, and the people that were running in were obviously not comfortable. But uh, also uh, hung out at the Tiki Bar, had a few pina coladas, and it was overall it was a very nice day. Overall, so, very nice day. This is, so let me get this straight. You had brunch, yeah. went to the beach, <laughs> had a couple of pina coladas on a Friday. You want to know what I did yesterday, Joe? I'm sure you wrote all day. Right, I wrote twenty five, I think three thousand, twenty five hundred to three thousand words for the uh, art, the uh, Ritter Experts NFL exclusive Edge package, which should be out at some coming point. coming out Next soon. Month. Yep, yep. All right, so I wrote that. I wrote that. That's uh, old faces and new places. I wrote that mm-hmm. yesterday. My first of I think six columns I'll be writing for the uh, the package, you and then I read man. five hockey games last night. Okay, you read okay? five. <laughs> read five hockey games, and I come home and I have to deal with some uh, some family issues. Uh, oh, not for my immediate family, for uh, okay. nothing, nothing all that bad. But all I had right. to deal with that. I went to bed around four thirty. By the time You're I got everything me. done, and look at this, no, I'm here. Right. Wow. I, I, I am the pro. I, listen, I, I, you I'm really a are. person anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that that was my fault. But I'm glad you had a good time, Joe. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. You know, one one day out of the year. Come on, just give me one day out of the year. That's all I ask. Listen, I, I'm married. Children, I live with four women. I don't even get one day of the year. I think the best thing, you know, it's funny. Father's Day one year, wife uh, said uh, to me, you know, we, my wife really don't exchange big gifts. She goes, uh, Father's Day, she, and she wasn't mad at me. I don't want you to think of that because I'm going to take the kids to my sister's. 
Nice. That was a great so you, Father's you Day get, gift. So you had the whole house to yourself sometimes. Damn right. Yeah, yeah. House to myself. could watch yeah. all the games. You know, it's a mm -hmm. Father's Day, a Sunday baseball. So I'm watching the, the, all the baseball games. Like, thank you, honey. Peace mm -hmm. and quiet. I can enjoy the games. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, I, that was a few years ago. That was back when the kids were little, too. We had diapers to change stuff. So, it was, believe me, it was a great gift. You should be very thankful. You have a very, very thoughtful wife. You know. I, do. And I, gotta, I do. And I have to say, I have a great wife, too, because if it was up to me, I think I would just ignore my birthday. You know, but, you know, me, too. Yeah, just, you know, I'm tired of, of I don't even want to remember that I, I was born <laughs> at the stage, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, she brings it up. The kids, are, you know, she makes sure that the kids are around. Now, the kids are older. So, but, uh, yeah, so we're even going to celebrate again today. We're going to see you solo later uh, with my Oh, I'll see you next week. Next yeah. Sunday, I'm going with uh, my I've, family. I've actually heard some pretty good things about it, so uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, oh, so I, 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 yeah. I have faith. Yeah. And then I uh, have to try to see, uh, are you a big movie guy? I mean, uh, Deadpool, supposedly, the second one. Did you see the first one? The first Deadpool? I did see the first one. I, I'm it was not very a big, funny. Uh, right, it was, and I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did because I, I look at Deadpool, just the character himself, because uh, I didn't know much about him from the comic books, but he looks like a ripoff of uh, Spider-Man, no? <laughs> In a way. Yeah, the, the costume does. <laughs> Just, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. it does. But uh, unexpectedly, you know, I love the the, uh, the one-liners that uh, he was throwing, you know, and that's part of the whole comic book, you know, culture is, you know, having fun and, like... Spider-Man. If you if you ever read Spider-Man comics back in the day, all he's a, he's a, a, a teenager, just making uh, quirky uh, little statements, you know, like little uh, you know little uh, humorous little things. So I mean, I kind of liked it. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know if I don't know if I'll go see it in the theater, but I mm -hmm. will. Uh, I'll watch it somewhere. Uh, my wife and I we like to stream movies online. Just I just got done watching Equalizer. With uh, Denzel, uh, and that's coming. Uh, there's a second one I think coming out this summer. That's why well, we watched the right? first one to, to mm -hmm. see if we had to go see the second one in the theaters because the first one was so good. The uh -huh. problem is with most of these things. I uh, once again dating myself here, but I was a big equalizer of the TV series fan. Oh, you know, with, me with too. Robert Woodward, yeah. and there are there are not many of us uh, around. No, so I'm glad to that's that's awesome. So now we connect. I love that show. Uh, Actually, I, I, think the, I had the series on DVD, by the way. I so, might have uh, season one. I don't have no, I, I, I got season one and season two. You got the whole series. Okay, I got the whole series, so uh, uh -huh. I'm a big fan. But uh, yeah, the the movie is not like the TV series. Right, I right, mean, it's, right. It's a, you know, it just has, and I, that bothers me. They have so many. Ma I'm, not, I'm not talking little differences. They have major differences right, as far right. as the characters. So that that bothers me a little bit. But then again, but like I said, Denzel is well, you know, one of the best actors uh, going. Oh yeah, and, uh, sure. So when he when he makes something, it's hard not to want to go see it. Mm -hmm. And uh, just about the original Equalizer, you know, I went to Brooklyn College, and one of my best days of my college career was the day when the Equalizer TV show came to Brooklyn College to film for the day. It was nice. just totally, totally unexpected. You know, I got to see him from far away, but you know, it's a, uh, it's a show that I think they showed on one of the uh, the cable networks now if not like you say you can get on dvd but it's like it, it has stood the test of time in my opinion like there's certain shows that i watch nowadays and i'm like why do i ever watch this thing <laughs> you know but uh even though he like he was a middle-aged guy at the time uh it just he had a coolness to him 
He did. He drove, drove the Jaguar, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the nice suits. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he had his, uh, the guys he worked with did more of the legwork. He was a middle-aged guy. He used <laughs> his brains more than his brawn. Right. Uh, but it was, a, it was a good, solid show back in, oh, God, 85, I think it started. Yeah, yeah, mid-80s. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, uh, Memorial Day weekend, um, the unofficial kickoff to, to summer, right? And, uh, you know, at this stage of the game, you know, we've gotten past the past the quarter mark in the baseball season. So at this stage, George, you got to really take a, a good look at your team and kind of maybe make some some hard decisions as to whether or not you're going to stick with some guys or if you made some 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 mistakes. You know, like, you know, a month ago, if you, you drafted someone and you kind of we were kind of uh, uh, telling people, hey, you know, dr- uh, trust in your process but at this stage maybe it's time to start making some uh, some moves before it gets too late no i think to me this is the first uh the first flag mark of the season mm-hmm. yeah, this is where I, yes i'll start to uh and no matter when you do it it's always going to be a small sample size but at this point you mentioned it's third of the season is over i gotta move on you mm-hmm. know if a player's not getting done and i'm falling a falling apart in the category i may have to make some changes here, make some trades here now mm-hmm. is the time the next really Two months, I'd say, until really until July fourth. So the next uh, six, seven weeks is when I start making my changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to start picking up ground in a category that I'm not doing well in, or maybe the vice ver- vice versa. I'm I'm killing in a category, so I mm-hmm. need to so maybe divest some power to get some speed or some average or strikeouts, whatever it might be. Right. I think that's where I'm I'm at now. First two months, I'm sort of just okay checking out the team, seeing how these guys go. go. The next six weeks or so, I start you know okay, I need to fix this, fix that. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's where I am now. Where uh, I've even now during uh, you know the earliest show with Kevin Walsh, I was uh, sent out a couple of trade offers, hoping to hear mm. back. Uh, I, listen, I'm a Robinson Cano guy, okay, mm-hmm. and I've got a couple of leagues, so I lost him. So I need a replacement, and someone uh, has, has dangled Jonathan Scope, which I wouldn't mind getting at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, uh, yeah, he's a guy that really over the past couple of years has really improved uh, he was a guy that early in his career i kind of didn't trust him i knew he had a power bat uh i didn't trust the, the the other parts of his game you know the the batting average and whatnot but over the past couple of years more more recently he, he had been coming on so uh is that is any other players that you're uh, focusing in on well, i mean as, as far as my league is concerned yeah I mean, yeah Do you say we have a lot of a couple of trades yeah yeah, we have a else? lot of injuries, uh, mm-hmm. and I was big and fab this week, uh, which was going back to last Sunday, grabbing Alex Reyes mm-hmm. uh, from St. Louis. If he's out there, I mean, this oh, guy yeah. is striking out everybody and their mother in the mm-hmm. minor leagues. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know how much that's going to translate to the uh, to Major League Baseball, but I think he's going to be very good. The, and it's gotten the news has only gotten better. You yes. know, you hear Matheny mm-hmm. has announced that he's going to uh, be in the starting rotation, so you don't have mm-hmm. to worry about that. And then they announced that he doesn't have an innings limit, which is like mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. So I might have him do the fantasy playoffs as well. So Alex Ray is someone I've been uh, cultivating nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess some bad news, those who were going in for uh, Gohara on uh, Atlanta, he left on paternity leave, and now the Braves mm-hmm. say probably may have to go back to the minors or work out of the bullpen for a while to, you know, before they put him back in the rotation. So you're not going to get those two starts next week. Mm-hmm. Were you a big Gohara guy? I know that in the preseason, a lot of people were on him, thinking that he was uh, going to be a guy that really was going to you know, come into his own this season. Were you a, a big Go Harry guy, or uh, maybe going forward is someone that uh, someone that you may be uh, looking to target in maybe in a in a trade or off the waiver wire for later in the season for second half? Well, you know, when you look at the Braves, they're they're loaded at pitching uh, mm-hmm. in the minor leagues. I mean, they they have a very strong minor league system. 
very strong. It's, one of, it's considered one of the top five in baseball. A couple of uh, uh, sites will even tell you it's better than that. Mm-hmm. The problem is, you know, they're bringing them up. We've seen that, right? They're not, they don't seem to be afraid to bring up their minor leaguers. Are they going to send them back down? Are they going to keep them in the rotation? What about when the uh, the veterans get healthy? You know, mm-hmm. I think it'd be sort of silly to go with somebody, uh, you know, even Brandon McCarthy. You know, I, I, you're you're contending now. So mm-hmm. if I'm the Braves, I'm more than willing. I mean, more than willing to bring these guys up. But Tehran, Fultonavich, Sean Newcomb seem to be locked in. Okay, now McCarthy, I said he's there right now. Well, what happens when Soroka comes back? Right. What happens yeah. when Gohara comes back? These guys should both be back sometime next week, maybe late mm-hmm. next week. Well, that gives you six starters right there. Who's coming out? Is it Gohara? Mm-hmm. Is it Soroka? Is it McCarthy? You know, you don't know. You're playing that game. And that scares me a little bit. I like Gohara. I think he, as far as talent, yes, I think he's a top five starter for Atlanta. But am I, am I going to go all in in Fab? No. And I don't think you'll have to because I think the if you're going, if, you, if you're buying him this week, you're buying him tomorrow night. Well, you know, don't you? Uh, you're going to get a little lucky because since he's not going to, he's on paternity, he's right. being pitched out of the bullpen, his price may not quite be as high as it could have been. Right. Yeah, it could have been high uh, because he was expected to be a two-star pitcher this week, right? Yeah, he was expected mm-hmm. to be, but that's not going to happen. And mm-hmm. I said, the Braves are low. They got Kyle Wright, uh, Colby Allard. These are other guys, but Bryce Wilson, Ian Anderson. Their mm-hmm. minor league system, a pitcher is loaded. And hey, mm-hmm. you know, they released Jose Bautista this week. Mm-hmm. How much longer until Austin Riley gets called up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I wrote about him a couple weeks ago. I mean, he's a He's definitely someone that maybe you might want to uh, stash at this stage. Uh, I would say by the All Star break. What do you think? I, well, you know, the maybe game has changed. Sooner. Yeah, right. I'm thinking maybe. I mean, uh, that, maybe even sooner. Because once you release Bautista, you got what? Uh, Johan Macargo, Car- mm-hmm. Car- Camargo is your, th- <laughs> your third baseman. Right. Macargo. I don't know how I got that. But uh, I think as soon as he slumps, you're going to see Riley. If they're calling up everybody else, then you might as well go full bore here and try and compete mm-hmm. for a playoff spot this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we've got a big show coming up for you. We'll be talking uh, Hanley Ramirez. We'll be talking the Rays. We'll be talking lots of football, too. Uh, try to figure out also back to baseball who's going to be there for you on the waiver wire. We'll be back with more weekend fantasy update. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. All right, we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. You got Joe Galina, you got George Kurtz. And if you want a chance to win two tickets to a 2018 World Series game, go to dailyrotor.com slash DKMS. Take a crack at playing free daily fantasy baseball. You can play it 
every day. It's totally free, and the contests are sponsored by DKMS, who are looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. Every three minutes, an American is diagnosed with blood cancer, and only 30% of all blood donor patients are able to find a compatible bone marrow donor in their family. So go to dailyrotor.com slash DKMS. Find out how you can help eradicate blood cancer and play free daily fantasy baseball with a shot at winning two tickets to a 2018 World Series game. So, uh, George mentioned that it's a Memorial Day weekend. Want to uh, take a moment to uh, thank uh, all of our service uh, people, men and women, and, uh, uh, you know, just they've, uh, some have made the ultimate sacrifice, and uh, uh, they deserve to be recognized. Oh, absolutely. I, don't, uh, I come from a military family. Mm-hmm. So I certainly uh, support the uh, our troops, military. Mm-hmm. So we got people overseas who can't spend, uh, you know, can't spend this weekend uh, with their families having a barbecue mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. barbecues. So certainly all the best to them, and may they come home safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this because, like I said, maybe second hour we'll spend some time on football. But what'd you think about the, the NFL's ruling uh, this week about? Uh, the uh, national anthem and uh, what if you're on the field you have to stand but you do have the option to remain off the field uh, while the national anthem is is playing uh, I mean the NFL seems to get themselves in more trouble here <laughs> I mean really and then and they got a couple of owners coming out saying they'll pay the fines mm-hmm. what then yeah why'd you vote Jets, for this owners, right mm-hmm. right then why'd you vote for this I mean mm-hmm. it just seems and what players going to want to, if they're going to want to do a protest, why would they want to stay in the, uh, they're not protesting <laughs> the national anthem. Right. They're protesting, you know, social injustice or mm-hmm. police brutality, whatever it is. I mean, so, so why would they stay inside there? Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm the NFL, I mentioned this to Kevin uh, earlier, uh, I think I would have just said, you know, we, uh, people forget, 15 years ago, the players didn't come out for the national anthem. Mm-hmm. They did stay. They all stay. You know, they had the national anthem. Then the players came out. Yeah, you know, that's only changed recently. So why not just go back to that then? You know, uh, keep, keep all the players in the locker room. That's why you don't have to worry about it. You know, I think uh, you that's know, one way Walsh, of handling it. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, but Kevin Walsh also stated they should hire a a, a PR person to fix this, and I couldn't mm-hmm. agree more because they can't get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, they they've made things worse with this ruling here. I mean, they, they really have. They've upset everybody. I don't know why you don't get the players. You, I, I know, you know, Goodell and Damore Smith of the NFLPA, I know they hate each other. But, you know, this might have been a good time to, uh, you know, an olive branch here you mm-hmm. know, for Goodell to call Damore Smith and, you know, let's work things out here. What, do you, what, what are your solutions? What do you think we should do? See if we can get a compromise here. If you can't work it out, you can't work it out. But, right, right. you know, find out where the players are on on this. Try and get on the same page here because I don't think you helped a damn thing here. I think you've poured more gas on the fire. We're going to have more problems here. You know, so, uh, and I, to be honest, I'm tired of the story. I wish it would go away. Yeah. You know, I wish they would find something. I, I don't really have much of a problem with the players protesting. Yeah, I mentioned with Kevin, I sort of get it that, you know, the, uh, when they, during the National Anthem, that, that is the workplace. You know, and I made the, you know, Mike Cardano wouldn't like uh, us if we were doing a, uh, some kind of protest here before right. we start work. Or, you know, and that's because mm-hmm. it's our mm-hmm. workplace, the office. Yeah, it's in studio. You know, same thing with the NFL field. I understand it's, it's a different kind of thing, but still, that's where you work. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, on, you're getting paid. You're on company time. You know, so I sort of get that. Uh, I have no problem with players protesting none. I mean, that's what, you, know, you have the right to do that. You know, that's, and, what uh, our, that's what our country's built on, the right, that's uh, right what we fight to protest, for. right? Right. So, mm-hmm. it's a, I think it's a, a very 
complicated issue here. I also think it's gotten uh, it's gotten muddied. It was, I think it, people, some people yeah. even forgotten what they're protesting. Well, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm with you on on, on what you had said uh, about it being a workplace, George. And uh, basically, I mean, if you're wearing a, a team's uniform, uh, I mean, you're representing that team. And I, I don't know if you have the right to speak out for that team, but you do have the right to protest as a, a as an American, right? Like you said, that uh, we're uh, that's what our country was built upon. Uh, the right to speak out and to uh, let our, our uh, you know, if, if we think something isn't right in our country, we should be allowed to speak out about it. But I don't know if it should be taking place on an NFL field. And in terms of what you mentioned with uh, Kevin Walsh saying that uh, we should be, uh, that the NFL should hire a PR firm. I mean, uh, I'm sure that they have probably several. I mean, the, the NFL is a, is a huge machine. <laughs> well, they should <laughs> <Right>. hire new ones. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't want to spend too much time on it. I just wanted your take on it. And uh, and like you said, I'm kind of tired of it because, I mean, you know, you, you follow sports and you watch a game uh, just to, to get away from, like, the news that you're seeing on CNN, Fox, all, all over the place. You just, you know, just, just want to, you know, be entertained at this stage, no? I agree. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, it's uh, it takes away from the game somewhat. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I get the idea. I mean, you, you need a large platform. Well, you got it. Mm-hmm. You know, at the NFL, Lord knows it's gotten a lot of uh, a lot of press here. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't. It listen, if you're a fan, you don't want to watch. Don't watch the anthem then. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's on TV anyway, is it? Uh, in the beginning, I don't think they, 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 like baseball really shows the anthems anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, so I, I just don't see. Uh, I, I understand why it bothers some people because they think they think it's an affront to the military, and mm-hmm. that would bother me too. But you know, you've, you've also heard some military people defend it. You know, this is this is why we fight for it to give the people the right. Right. You know, so uh, and the Lord knows there's certainly issues that need to be addressed in this country. So uh, I, I get, I guess the bottom line is it doesn't honestly bother me all that much. Mm-hmm. You know, because once again, I I do believe in your right to protest, your right to do that. So I I don't get all all that worked up about it. But the NFL, like I said, I, I think they made. I think they made things much worse mm-hmm. this week than than, and that's why it's hard to believe who's advising these people. Mm-hmm. You know, I made the joke about hiring a new firm. Well, you know, it's not really a joke because if that if this new firm thought this was the way to go about it, mm-hmm. then my God, hire somebody else. Yeah. yeah, you have a point. You have a point. Hey, let's get back to uh, to talking some sports. Um, what do you think earlier today uh, to make room for Greg Bird, uh, the Yankee first baseman? Uh, the Yankees sent down uh, Ronald Torres uh, down to AAA. Some thought had been that it was going to be uh, Tyler Austin. Uh, are you surprised with Ronald Torres? I mean, Torres, you know, uh, very popular in that clubhouse. Uh, nice utility guy, able to play, uh, you know, a couple of spots in the middle infield and uh, kind of a nice player. I mean, uh, w- did it surprise you? Did you think that Austin was the guy that was going to go down? No, it didn't surprise me. You know, I, I, it wasn't this morning with Kevin, but I did uh, mention that uh, Torres, I did wonder mm-hmm. if he would be the odd man out because he's sort of super, super he's extra. Mm-hmm. You know, where, well, why do you need him? You know, he doesn't, he's not, listen, he's, he's not going to use him as a pinch hitter. He's not going to use him as a pinch runner. You know, so he's not going to hit your home run. Uh, he's, a, he's a very nice player. He's a mm-hmm. player a lot, of t- a lot of teams would like to have. Listen, sure. You need Brandon players Drury like is that. Still, Right, mm-hmm. Brandon Drury is still in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's you know, and he's a major league ball player, but the Yankees have no room for him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it is. The Yankees are, are offensively, the Yankees are loaded. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are really loaded. They have extras to extras. You know, so Torres got caught in numbers crunch here. You know, I did wonder if it'd be Austin, but also is you know is Greg Bird ready to play first base every day? 
Right. Right. You know, now your argument would have been, well, then Neil Walker plays on the days so he mm-hmm. doesn't play, and you said because mm-hmm. really now Neil Walker's extra. Right. Since you kept Austin, when the hell does Austin does Walker play? Mm-hmm. You know, because Austin, I got to think, is has no worse than a platoon now. You know, Walker plays versus righties, which means he'll play most of the times. Austin gets in there versus lefties. When does Neil Walker play? I guess against tough righties, where you sit Antohar and Walker plays third base. I guess I could see that. Mm-hmm. You know, or he plays second base those days, and maybe you could give Torres a rest here. But uh, you know, Neil Walker is also a loser out of this because his playing time is going to get diminished greatly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's going to be an issue there. But the bottom line is for Torres, I said he's a nice player, uh, a good twenty fourth, twenty fifth man on the roster. But just just numbers crunch, not a spot for him. You know, defensively, he's a good second baseman. When you put him at short, you put him at third. The lack of arm strength comes into play here. Mm-hmm. You've seen it, so he'll miss some plays because he just can't get the ball there. He doesn't have as, uh, as good a throwing arm. So uh, I wasn't surprised. I was curious, and I mentioned that with Kevin, uh, Kevin Wolf this morning. I was curious who the Yankees were going to release. Was it going to be Austin? Mm-hmm. I also wondered if it would be Chase and Shreve because he's been, you know, his numbers look okay when you look at his numbers in the, out of the bullpen, but he walks a lot of guys. He's not a uh, guy who blows the ball past you, and I wonder if he loses his job when Adam Warren returns. Mm. And, and you know who else is lingering, and I'm sure they're going to uh, keep him down in the minor leagues as, as, or in, in, uh, you know, keep him off the uh, major league roster for as long as they can is Jacoby Ellsbury. He's getting close to being ready to return. What the heck do you do with this guy? I mean, and, and he's you know, making $20, 22000000 million a year. Well, you think about it right now. Hmm. I mean, you got Judge, Stanton, Hicks, Gardner. Mm-hmm. I would put Clint Frazier ahead of uh, I would put I would put Me Clint too. Frazier yeah. ahead of uh, Gardner. I might put Clint Frazier ahead of Aaron Hicks. Actually, mm-hmm. I think Frazier should be given a chance here. Once again, numbers crunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's still going through last year, but he's still going through what baseball activities. I don't even know how no Ellsbury is close. But you're right. <laughs> what's going to happen when he's done? Right. When he's ready? I mean, Ex- uh, extend, extended rehab. You know, very. Much I think you know, I think you're only allowed 20 days for that. Hmm. And you, you can't send him down to the minors because he's a, what, a veteran. So mm-hmm. that won't work here. I don't know. I, I wonder. And I know, uh, like Wallace Matthews, who covers the Yankees, former Newsday uh, writer, uh, has mentioned that there's no chance they'll release him. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if you don't have a choice here. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and, and that kind of brings us to uh, the big story from uh, Friday with the Red Sox, with the uh, Red Sox designating Hanley Ramirez for assignment. Uh, you know, and I, I don't, first of all, I don't care what anyone is saying. It's, it's economics. No, I mean, you know, if you reach the 497 at-bats this season, Red Sox were obligated to pay him 22 million next year. End of story. I mean, you could make up all the stories about, you know, uh, yeah, he, he wasn't a great defensive player. Uh, yeah. Cora kind of, you know, suggested this. He wanted to get Mitch Moreland's bat in the lineup a bit more. And, you know, they, they didn't feel that uh, Hanram would be a good bench player. He, they thought he was going to be, you know, a little troublesome, maybe not accept uh, an assignment to the bench. But it, it's got to be economics, no? I mean, and the guy was slumping. Let's face it. You know, the month of May batting 163. But, uh, you know. Is anyone saying otherwise? Yeah. 
Who's not? I mean, the Red Sox. The Red Sox trying to twist it, of course. But of course, it's, it's the Red Sox PR machine, yeah, yeah. right? And that's what they are because they're worried about a grievance being filed. Which I don't. I don't think they have to worry about the grievance being filed because it wasn't like you released them with 495 at bats. Mm-hmm. You released mm-hmm. them with 195. Right. So I think they're okay there. And you can make the argument, uh, even if they did file a grievance, I don't think they'd. I don't think uh, Ramirez would win it. Mm-hmm. You said the numbers in May. Uh, they had a ro- once again same with the Yankees. They got a roster crunch with Pedroia coming back. Mm-hmm. You know they couldn't find a deal for uh, what uh, who was it Blake Swire who said he wanted to be traded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch Mullins outplayed him, so you could fight all this. Uh, so yeah, this is, it, we all know it's absolutely about the twenty two million, mm-hmm. but you know and the Red Sox will be able to to get away with it here, and I don't blame them. I would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is known as a locker room problem. You know, uh, where he can, be, he can cause some issue. And this is going back to his uh, Florida days. Mm-hmm. So that that's not news there. You know, the Red Sox owe $57 million to players not on the team. Mm-hmm. You, know, uh, yeah. you know, players like Ramirez, uh, Castillo, and a couple mm-hmm. of others. Uh, that's a lot of money uh, to uh, to pay players not on your team. Mm-hmm. You know, they got a couple of free agents next year. Craig Kimbrell's going to be a free agent. You got to resign him. Sale goes up after 2019. Got to resign mm-hmm. him. Mookie Betts in 2020, who's mm-hmm. going to require a small fortune just back up the truck to, uh, for Bro Mookie Betts. So uh, you know, the Red Sox got some good people they got to sign. So mm-hmm. and bottom line is, baseball wise, this made sense. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. It, it saves you that. Uh, but we all know what the truth is. But uh, they'll they'll mm-hmm. be okay. They'll get away with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, fantasy applications all around here too, because uh, well, first of all, uh, Dustin Pedroia coming off the DL. Uh, and uh, so are you rushing out to uh, grab Dustin Pedroia? Are you going to wait a bit to see exactly how he's going to be used in the next week or so? I mean, definitely not the player that he used to be. No. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, He's he's probably going to get hurt again. He's proven that (laughs) the last couple. That's what he does. He gets hurt. Uh, I mean, he's available in most leagues. Mm -hmm. My problem is if you wait, well, then the price goes up. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you go if you go get him tomorrow night, you can get him cheaper. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather, if you need a, a middle infield, just go get him. Mm-hmm. You know, I do wonder if he's going to play every day because now, once again, where's Nunez go? Is he a super utility guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, is he somebody who's going to uh, are they going to split time? Are they going to rest Pedroia liberally? He's going to play five days a week. Is he going to go full board, play him every game? Mm-hmm. Where's he bat in the lineup? You know, it's pretty much set that Betts is one, Ben Attendi two. Mm-hmm. You know, you got J.D. Martinez, Bogarts. Is he going to bat eighth, ninth? So I'm, I'm curious how the Red Sox are going to use him. Uh, or do they just put him – Yeah, you're going to go – you can't bat him third because I was thinking you could uh, – if you want to split up the uh, the righties here, you go Betts uh, – or, or you could put Pedroia one, go Ben Attendi two, Betts three. I guess you could do that, J.D. four, uh, Bogarts five. And, and it's curious to see how they're going to work Pedroia in. He's not the player he used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, last year, 105 games, hit seven home runs, 62 ribbies. That's about what he's going to play this year. So you look at seven home runs, you know, 60 ribbies, still a smattering of bases. He's never been a big stolen base guy. Average, mm-hmm. that could help you. Not help you greatly, but could help you. He's really a play- When you think about those numbers, he's more of a, uh, a play. He's just going to fill a spot. Mm-hmm. Not going to hurt you, not going to help you, not going to win you a championship. So you'd have to be pretty uh, somewhat desperate at middle infield to put him in there, where there's just nobody else out there, nobody else with upside. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm a Cano owner. I have Castro in there, who's going to do very similar numbers, right. but might steal I'd a few more bases. I'd rather have Castro, I think. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather have Castro as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, implications for Eduardo Nunez. O- overall, he's been uh, 
a disappointment. I, I own him in one league, and it, he's one of these guys that if you really don't have a, a big stolen base guy, you're like, well, maybe he'll give me you know 20 stolen bases on the year, and he could play uh, the outfield. He could play uh, several spots in the infield, third base, second base, shortstop. He could play all over the place, but so far been a, a big disappointment. And I'm thinking with uh, Pedroia being called up, I mean, he's going to be uh, relegated to the bench. And he kind of earned it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's only got three. He's only got 12 RBIs. Three home yeah. runs, 12 RBIs, two stolen bases, batting right. 250. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not surprised about the stolen bases because we see this with the with power teams. You mm-hmm. don't want him getting thrown out and taking the bat and taking a two-run home run away. Right, right. You know, and it's, it's why Gardner no, long, yeah, no longer runs with the Yankees. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't take the bat out of judges' hands or Stanton's hands because Gardner got thrown out. Mm-hmm. So I think, that, I think that's what it is. I think it's the red light more than anything else. Or he's told... If you run, you damn well better be safe. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Or, or he'll be a situational runner. You know, when you need a run in the seventh, eighth inning, then you send him. So I can't say I'm surprised about this, that he's not running because of that reason. I think this is the wrong team for a stolen base threat. I think he's droppable uh, you know, in a 12-teamer. Maybe in a 15-teamer, if you have a deep enough bench, maybe you, you hold on to him to see if, you know, if Pedroia doesn't get hurt again. But do you think he's at the stage he's droppable in 12-team or shallower? Uh, not in a 15. He's certainly okay there. Yeah. And, you know, in a 10 team, yes. Mm-hmm. 12 team, I, it really depends on what else you have and what else you need there. And he's sort of that borderline guy, guy there in a, uh, in a 12 team. I'm probably not willing to drop him yet, mm-hmm. but if you have somebody else on your waiver wire you like more, an extra pitcher, extra outfielder, I'd rather go in that direction. All right, when we come back, finish our discussion with the Red Sox. Talk about the Rage. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. The update. Jugglina George Kurtz, thank you for spending part of your Memorial Day weekend with us. And uh, I, I guess we could talk about him now. We could talk about him when, when we talk waivers. But uh, since we were talking the Red Sox, George, Mitch Moreland, uh, is he somebody that you're uh, running to add off the waiver wire this, uh, this weekend? 47% ownership in CBS leagues. Uh, my opinion, I mean, don't get fooled by that 300-plus batting average. I mean, it's going to be uh, 250, 260 by the end of the year, but uh, it's, that's above league average uh, for right now. And, look, he has shown in previous seasons, you give him 500 at-bats, you know, 20-plus home runs, you know, 20, 22, 23, uh, very steady production out of uh, Mitch Moreland. And, and now you know he's going to be getting regular at-bats. Yeah, uh, and once again, you prorate his numbers. You mentioned about a third of the season's gone. 
he should play more often now. So he's going to hit 20-plus home runs. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't shock me if another 20 home runs is coming from Mitch Moreland. Mm-hmm. wouldn't shock me at all. I do wonder if eventually the Red Sox get him a caddy. You know, what are they going to do against left-handers? Generally, mm-hmm. his splits aren't great. They're not terribly. That's 240, but only one home run against left-handers. Granted, it's in, mm-hmm. the small is a small sample size. He only has 25 <laughs> yeah. at-bats. Right, but right. you go over his career, last year was 247, 70, once again, small, 73 at-bats. So I, and you're not going to face too many left-handers in Fenway Park. Generally, teams mm-hmm. avoid that because of the, uh, the green monster. So I think you can live with him. Uh, I mean, I'd want him as a corner infielder. I'm not running to the waiver wire, but if mm-hmm. I'm in need, he becomes much more interesting. You mentioned it's 47% ownership. I expect that to go up to probably the high 60s, low 70s now, uh, being your corner infielder, maybe even a DH, uh, depending on what's going on here. So, yeah, I think he'll be, more, he'll be more wanted, but I'm not spending a big part of my fab. Mm-hmm. You know, it, really, it comes down to need at this point. The only category he's going to help you in is power. You know, mm-hmm. So that's what I'm looking for. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays keeping things interesting for us, aren't they, uh, George? Well, they're they're playing for next season, or actually yeah, yeah. maybe maybe 2022. I don't know. So uh, I'm not surprised they traded Colon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's thought... just let the people know they traded Alex uh, Colon. Colome is is that the correct correct pronunciation? Uh, and Denard Span. Uh, to the Mariners for right-handed pitcher Tommy Romero and right-handed pitcher Andrew Moore. So it uh, doesn't really shock you, right? Like you said, they're playing for the future. They are. I mean, uh, it's. I'm, I'm just surprised this is what Seattle decided to do mm-hmm. uh, as far as because it's, they're not spans of nothing. You know, is that your, really your replacement for D. Gordon now? And D. Gordon going to play second base mm-hmm. when he returns? Uh, and he, he's going to be out a while anyway with the, uh, the toe injury. Mm-hmm. Uh and getting a, a great setup man now, because that's what because if you're a Calame owner, you got screwed. Mm-hmm. You, just, you just lost your saves, boys and girls. And I own Calame in at least one league. Mm-hmm. So I am not happy about this deal at all, as now he just becomes a great setup man. going to protect uh, my uh, ratios mm-hmm. rather than getting saves. Those are done now. Edward Diaz is going to remain the closer there. You don't have to, if you're a Diaz owner, don't worry about it. He's the closer. Yes. Calame will set him up. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I'm not thrilled about this in that case. It depends on which way you look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, fantasy wise, this is a negative. Mm-hmm. Because you lost the saves from Colome. Spawn, his value doesn't change at, at all if he had any in the first place, which in my mind, he really, if you you were starting Colome in a 12 team or 10 team league, 15, 16, 8, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. we got to do what we got to do. But if you're in a your normal 12 team league and you're starting uh, Donat Spawn, you made a mistake somewhere. Yeah. And a 15 teamer, I think he has a little bit of value. Uh, and a 15 teamer where you have to start five outfielders. I mean, look, at 35 year, 34 years old. Right, it looks a little older because he has that gray beard. But uh, entering last night's action, 234 batting average. But I was looking up his numbers. Yeah, yeah, this, baseball has this expected batting average, right? I don't know. I know you're you, you're kind of not into this the saber numbers, right? If I'm not mistaken. No, I, I yeah. use them. I think they're a little yeah. crazy. Yeah, they I are think, crazy. Uh, yeah. But we have this expected. Exactly. But we have these expected uh, batting averages, and uh, according to uh, MLB. That 234 batting average should be a 282, which is right around his his uh, career average, right? And uh, past three seasons, 11, 12, and 12 stolen bases. He had six already. Uh, so, like I said, in a 12-teamer, I agree with you. I mean, <clears throat> probably doesn't have much value. Maybe just, uh, you know, deep uh, bench uh, sitting on your bench. But in a 15-teamer where you're starting five outfielders, 
eh, you know, he's going to be, he's, I think he's going to get uh, regular at bats in that Mariners outfield. I mean, it's going to be him in left, supposedly uh, Guillermo Heredia in center field, and Mitch Hanniger in right. Yay! He's a nothing player at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I think my biggest shock in this trade is that that's all they could get for Colome. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at Keith Floor's uh, prospects. Uh, I mean, Chris Mitchell's our prospect guy with the uh, experts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at Keith Floor's uh, top prospects for uh, Seattle Mariners. Mm-hmm. Man, I got good news here. Moore and Romero aren't in it. Mm-hmm. And his top 10 for each, for each team. Not, not his top 100, which mm-hmm. a lot of us read, but his top 10 for each team. And Moore and Romero are not in, the, in there at all. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know why. I don't know why they felt the need to move Colomay so quickly here. You would have thought he would have maybe had more value if you yeah. waited. Right. You know, so that, I think that's my biggest surprise here that uh, Seattle, that Tampa Bay wasn't able to get more for Colomay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think maybe they might have jumped the gun. And uh, as the season progressed, you have uh, maybe a team that uh, realizes that they have a need. Maybe one of their closers uh, goes down, and all of a sudden, uh, Colomay's value goes all that much higher. But uh, so, so you're the. Uh, the closer guy for the Rotor experts, right? So who should we be focusing in on uh, Tampa Bay as we put in our uh, waiver wire moves this week? Uh, you have uh, Jose Alvarado. He's lefty. He has a save this season. Woo-hoo. Uh, does the fact that he's a lefty hurt his chances? I mean, uh, I'm looking at his numbers. Equally effective uh, against both right-handed and left-handed batters this season. You also have uh, Chaz Rowe. 4.67 ERA, 1.3 whip, and over four walks per nine over his career. So, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Is there one guy to focus in on here in this uh, Tampa Bay bullpen? Well, I think if you're uh, if you're looking for the Tampa Bay closer, you're hoping they get a save chance today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be nice. That would make mm-hmm. our life a little easier to right. uh, figure out who it might be. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you're forcing me uh, to bet. Mm-hmm. I'd probably go Alvarado, but don't mm-hmm. forget Sergio Romo either, a guy who was close in the past. Close, and he, he started. And he, yeah, he started back to back. And they're, they're doing some crazy – the bottom that's the bottom line. It's not the problem. They're doing crazy things yeah. in Tampa Bay. That's how it kind of uh, entered this, uh, this discussion here. So the, the Tampa Bay race keeping things very interesting for us. Yeah, and it's, it's a problem because, like I said, I'm, I, I'm probably spending on Alvarado, but it wouldn't shock me if they decide, you know what? Let's put Romo in the closer role. He, mm-hmm. he might be able to build up some value. We could trade him by mm-hmm. the deadline. You know, and that could be uh, their thinking as well, and that's actually pretty good thinking here. Yeah. That's probably what I would do. You're not playing mm-hmm. for this year anyway. You want to trade as many assets that aren't nailed down as possible. So mm-hmm. why would you put Romo in there? Hopefully he can you know, do a good job, and you trade him for uh, a couple of minor leaguers too, some prospects or a prospect. So mm-hmm. I'd be very careful. Yeah. Bottom line is this. I'm not breaking the bank in Alvarado. Mm-hmm. That's probably the guy I would spend on. But you're talking a couple of bucks to keep people honest. I wouldn't expect to win them. You know, I think someone will go more double digits, and I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't shock me if we find out it's Romo. But either way, you you have at least two games. I assume mm-hmm. most people are there fair run Sunday night, so you have two games. Mm-hmm. Pay very close attention to when these guys are used. Hopefully, if you get a safe situation, well, that should clarify things. Maybe not for Romo since he's starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least you get an idea. Uh, but it's going to. I think it's a fluid situation either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sergio Romo owned in just three percent of CBS leagues, and uh, you could probably just plunk down—I uh, don't know—a dollar, three dollars this weekend, and uh, pick him up just in case. I mean, because you brought up a really good point. Uh, yeah, that could really—if they use him as a closer—that could really lift his uh, value in, in the trade market. 
That's a good point. Yeah, I, I mean, it would make sense. That's the way I would approach it. It would it mm-hmm. makes sense to me. But then again, you know, the world. Uh, they have, George they Kurtz. Have, right, they, they haven't called me. They haven't asked. <laughs> um, other uh, fallout from this trade: uh, Jake Bowers. Uh, maybe he gets some uh, playing time now that Denard Span has been traded. Uh, yeah, I was looking at this guy. I wrote about him uh, before the start of the season. Uh, outfield, uh, first base eligible. Bit of pop. Uh, can steal bases as well. I mean, uh, you know, if you're uh, in a 15-team league and, uh, you know, you have a, a spot open, you might want to plunk down uh, maybe a couple bucks this weekend. Maybe, uh, you know, he eventually could develop a role. Uh, entering Friday's action, uh, 284 batting average, uh, good on base percentage, 362. Uh, hit 13 home runs, stole 20 bases in 2017. Hit 14 home runs and stole 10 bases in 2016. So, kind of an under the radar kind of guy. Jake Bowers, keep your uh, uh, keep your eye out for him. Agreed. He's a guy who uh, he's ready. Mm-hmm. So I think he deserves the chance. But mm-hmm. we don't know if they're going to want to start, you know, bring him up and. Uh, I would. I mean, at this point, like I said, you're not playing for anything anyway. It's a good time to uh, get him out of his rookie blues, mm-hmm. see if he can hit in the majors. So we'll see. But uh, and he's a guy. Well, he has outfield eligibility, so I'm obviously interested. We all need outfielders sure. here with all, all the injuries going around. And you mentioned guy might be able to steal a few bags. You know, swipe a few bags here. Mm-hmm. He's another guy. You might say, oh, you want to wait to see if he gets called up? Well, you know, we don't know if he's going to get called up right away. You mm-hmm. can get him probably cheap this weekend if he's not for a couple of bucks. Yeah. So if you have a dead spot on your roster, he's worth a shot. You know, one of those dartboard throws and hope he gets called up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this stage, you have to be conscious of your fab budget too, right? I mean, uh, you know, I've noticed and I've spoke about it before that early this season and, uh, you know, just because the fantasy players are all that much more savvy, you know, uh, that you kind of need to be aggressive on your uh, fab bidding and, and that might uh, have resulted in you so, a bunch of your fab being gone. But uh, if you could like jump the gun, uh, maybe make the move like we mentioned on Sergio Romo, uh, you know, let's say the week before you realize or the, the league realizes that he might end up being a closer and plunk down a buck, two bucks, three bucks. And uh, also the same thing with Jake Bowers. So um, uh, Willie Adamas got uh the call this week, but he's back down in the minor leagues. He actually hit a home run off of Chris Sale. A bomb off Chris Sale. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I wrote about him on uh, yeah. Wednesday for Auto Experts uh, for my five up, five down category. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I stated just that. He was on a down list mm-hmm. because the, the, the Braves said it right away. He was only going to be a couple of days. He was covering for, I think, Wendell's uh, paternity stay. So they mm-hmm. said he was going down, and uh, they followed through there. I don't know mm-hmm. what the point of that is. And when you top prospects give him literally uh, a taste, and then, oh, just kidding, go back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have done that if I was them, but not unless you were planning on keeping him long term. But once again, another guy, more of a keeper in dynasty leagues that will have some value eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, we talked about the Rays using relief pitchers to start their games. Uh, last weekend, uh, Sergio Romo started two consecutive games for the Rays. And, uh, I mean, when you look at what the Rays rotation looks like, I mean, it, you know, the fact that Brent Honeywell, their top uh, pitching prospect, went down with Tommy John surgery, I mean, this was going to be a tough year for the Rays to start off with, but that, that had to hurt them as well. Just uh, oh, of Honeywell going did. down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, Ra- the Rays have been, uh, listen, they were never going to compete this year anyway. But mm-hmm. they've been a little snake bitten with injuries. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they've had they've had a bunch. Honeywell, which oh, I owned in a couple of uh, deeper leagues, was uh, disappointed when he got the TJ surgery. You mm-hmm. know, that certainly uh, set them back. 
uh, Ivaldi. Uh, he, he's uh, starting on Tuesday. Not that you should be thrilled. Yeah, uh, that's going to be interesting him. to watch. Uh, uh, I'm I, watch I, I would not be running for the waiver wire for Nathan Ivaldi. Yeah. He's yeah, another guy. Uh, Dollar in a dream. We forget if about Jose have... De Leon, too, another top prospect mm-hmm. who went down with TJ mm-hmm. Serger. He was not back the next year. They, like I said, they have been snake bit with mm-hmm. all these injuries here. And now Jacob uh, Farrier is out, but it looks like it'll be the minimal DL stint for him. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess if you're an optimist, Blake Snell has looked really good. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, when you look at what he's done, uh, biggest problem with him was that he was giving up tons of walks. He has corrected that. Yeah, he's like I said, he's he's turned it around. He looks good. He looks like a, a he looks like the play we thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really what he what he looks like right now. He's winning games. He's six mm-hmm. and three and for a ten of eighteen doesn't always score a lot of runs. Two point mm-hmm. seven ERA, one point oh two whip. Uh he's striking out more than a batter per inning. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you can dislike about him. You know, he's, he throws hard, so the strikeout should continue. Even uh you know, I guess if you're the negative, well, you know, his Babip is two forty six. Mm-hmm. That should come up. And what happens right. when it does? All right, if you want to be the negative there. Uh, he's stranding uh, you know, almost 80% of his runners. That might come down as well. Uh, so I can I see the negatives that people are going to point out here. But I, I also wonder if he's a pitcher, you know, top prospect at 25 years of old who's now figured it out or starting to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And is going to become that player. Now, mm-hmm. I think sometimes in, uh, in baseball we expect these players to be great from day one. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely great from day one. And baseball is a, t- a really tough game. And mm-hmm. it just takes time for some of these guys. And I wonder if Snell is now starting really to put together or realize how to get uh, major league hitters out on a consistent basis. Yeah. Uh, if you look at his pitch selection, uh, he's starting to use that, that curveball more often. So maybe that's part of it, too. And uh, like I said, for his career, his uh, uh, walk per nine has been over four. This season, it's uh, just under three. So he's moving in the right direction. And you're right. I mean, that that's a problem with a lot of young pitchers. It seems to be control. So, uh, and like you said, maybe he's finally figured it out. And uh, It's not only control, but it's control, you know, it's command and control. You, mm-hmm. know, control. you know, throwing strikes is one thing. Throwing strikes where you need to throw them are a different thing. You can't just throw mm-hmm. the ball down the middle and say, hey, I, I've got, I'm fine with my control. No, you need command, mm-hmm. too, where the ball is going to be. And I think it's uh, a lot of these young players, they they not only throw hard, but they want to throw harder. They try and throw the ball mm-hmm. through the catcher, through the stands, through the fans. <laughs> you know, and sometimes taking, uh, you know, using your off-speed pitches is the key. Mm-hmm. Keep mm-hmm. the players off balance. Players are going to hit a fastball. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just, they're just going to hit a fastball. You got to keep more balance with the curve, with the changeup, sliders, whatever it is. Your secondary mm-hmm. pitches become so much more important at the major league level. Yep. So uh, continuing with the Rays, uh, do you think that the the Rays have waited too long to to trade Chris Archer? I mean, or do you think that he's still kind of like the guy to uh, build the starting rotation around, or has it become, you know, Snell? I mean, because when you look now, that's been a few years that Chris Archer. Has, uh, has 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 it has had his issues. I mean, still a lot of uh, the season to go, but uh, entering uh, this weekend, four point six eight ERA, caper uh, nine down uh, to eight point seven from last season's eleven point one. The swinging strike rate still kind of a lead over thirteen. But do you think that uh, you know the, the Rays might have waited too long at this stage? Might not get uh, full value. Well, you know. Do you really think he's going to be 30 years old in September? Yeah, yeah. He, he's not as young as people think he is. He's been around a while now. He's mm-hmm. built slight. 
You know, he's not built uh, like Roger Clemens or someone like that. He's, not, he's uh, that strong. His fastball velocity has gone down a mile per hour. So that's not terrible, but it's going down. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, do I think they waited too long? Yes, I do. You know, mm-hmm. his ERA is not very good this season. 4.68, 1.33 whip. So he has problems there. Uh, he's gotten a little unlucky. His bit was three, what, 316. So he's uh, is in some bad luck. 343 last year. Yeah, well, you look at his career. Actually, it's always been with threes. So that's the way he pitches. Uh, I don't think they're going to get as big a return as they expect from him. And the team that might give him the biggest return, the Yankees, there's no chance they trade Archer to them. Within the division, you're right. Uh, We're going to switch gears a little bit. Next hour, we'll talk a little NFL. Get back to baseball later in the show. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update. 